Hello world! Welcome back to my one-person podcast, The Bible Abridged. My sponsor today is Mother's Little Helper. It is a hangover pill that actually fucking works, I swear on, well, The Bible Abridged, my whole podcast. Um, you can get it at www.bigbadhangover.com. I don't usually, um, you know, like, trust things like a hangover cure because they're usually bullshit. They're not even giving me any money. They're just paying me in product, which I use often because I drink often. And I gotta say, it is it is just the best. So check it out for yourself if you're a drinker. If not, then, well, you can go do your own thing, I suppose. Anyways, so here we go. Genesis 21. So after all their adventures in Gerar, Sarah became pregnant. And when Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah was 91 years old, she pushed a baby out of her frail body and somehow didn't die in the process. They named him Isaac because of an embarrassing moment Abraham had like a year or two before this. When he was eight days old, Abraham carved up Isaac's dick. Well, now that Sarah had her own kid, she realized that her son wasn't the firstborn son of Abraham, and that all the power and inheritance would be given to Ishmael upon Abraham's death, and not to Isaac. She devised a plan, kind of. She actually just pointed out that Ishmael was annoying, sarcastic, and laughed at inappropriate times. Instead of saying, yeah, that's what teenagers tend to be, Abraham decided to listen to Sarah's complaints. A direct quote from the Bible, Get rid of that slave woman and her son, because I don't want her half-breed mutt sharing the inheritance with my pure-blood child, who was created through our incestual, nonagenarian fucking. And I'm going to paraphrase the second part, but it's all, it's all true. Well, Abraham was having a hard time with the idea of sending his firstborn son out into the desert with his mother, who he didn't seem to care that much about, and got, until God came down and literally said, Don't worry about that boy and the slave. Listen to Sarah. She's the one. But I suppose, since he had come out of your penis, I'll let him also go and start his own nation. Nations all around. The next day, Abraham sent Hagar and his firstborn son off into the desert with a skin of water. When their water ran out, Ishmael passed out from heat exhaustion, and Hagar freaked out the way a mother does when she's about to watch her teenage son die right in front of her eyes because they were banished into the desert by some crazy old inbred lunatic that also raped you. Well, luckily, God showed up and helped her find a well. She and Ishmael both survived, and he became a great archer. He married an Egyptian woman, just like his mother. Oh, and also became the father of the Arab race. Now we go back to Abraham. Abraham and Abimelech made a treaty over the well of Beersheba. This sounds odd, don't forget that they lived in the fucking desert, so wells were important then as, well, as they are now. Water is important, don't forget that. Genesis 22. Out of completely nowhere, God decided to fuck with Abraham for like no reason. Well, there was a reason, God was feeling insecure. He told Abraham, go get your son Isaac, bring him to the top of this mountain over in Moria, cut his throat, let all the blood pour out, and then set him on fire for my amusement. Abraham decided this was a worthwhile request and loaded up his donkey with his son and a couple of slaves. Presumably, they weren't all riding on the donkey together. Abraham made his slaves stay back and brought his son Isaac to the altar alone. Isaac brought up the fact that they didn't bring a baby animal with them to murder and set fire to. And Abraham just mumbled something about how God himself would give them one animal, which they would then give to God, but dead. So you can imagine the shock Isaac must have felt when his 110-year-old or so father, just suddenly tied him up and threw his ass on the altar. Abraham was about to cut his son's throat, and God sent an angel to stop him in the last few possible seconds. He said, This was a test. 
God just wanted to make sure you were scared of him and that you would murder your only son for no reason whatsoever. Instead of saying, that's fucked up, or this isn't my only son, I had another one by raping a slave and then I sent them out to the desert, which is about the same as murdering them. Abraham's 110-year-old ass went and caught a ram by its horns, wrestled it, cut its throat instead of his own son's, and set that on fire instead, presumably after removing Isaac from the altar. God said to Abraham, Thank you for almost killing your son. Because you did that, I'll help your descendants kill a shitload of people. Then he added, And through your come, all the nations of earth will be blessed. And yes, I know the actual verse says seed, but I mean, come on, it means the same thing. Genesis 23. Sarah died at 127 years old. And some Hittites gave Abraham the land to bury her. Genesis 24. This verse starts with Abraham was now very old. As if he hadn't been old the whole time. He made his head slave go and fetch a wife for Isaac. Not from those filthy Canaanites we talked about earlier, but one that was related to him. The slave rightfully asked, What if no woman will come back to me? Abraham said that would be fine. Abraham's slave wandered off with a bunch of camels and decided his game plan. He'd ask random women for a drink of water, and the first to say, Sure, and I'll give a drink to all your camels, too, would be the one to marry Isaac. Well, he found this woman, whose name was Rebecca, and decided to offer her a bunch of gold in exchange for staying the night at her father's house, and she obliged. When they got to the house, the slave started bragging about how rich his master was. He was like, Oh, guys, Abraham is so rich, he has sheep, cattle, silver, gold, male slaves, female slaves, and camels, and even donkeys. He told me that he's all about pure bloodlines, so he sent me back here to get a wife that's related to his son, because that will make him happy. After some more conversation, they sent Rebecca back with the slave and sang her this song. Our sister, may you make thousands of babies, and then those babies will slaughter entire cities full of people. When they got back to Isaac, he and Rebecca got married. Genesis 25. Abraham, at 137 years old or so, kept cranking out children with his new wife, Keturia, and a bunch of other sex slaves. His estate all went to Isaac, but, as it mentions, he occasionally gave gifts to his other sons before sending them off into the east. Abraham lived to be 175 years old, or 59 years older than the oldest man to ever live in actual recorded history. When he died, they brought his old-ass body back to the Hittite land and buried him next to Sarah. Then the story pops back to Ishmael and says he lived to be 137 years old, had a shitload of children, and they were constantly at war with each other. And then it goes back to Isaac and co. Rebecca got pregnant with twins, and they were always moving around inside of her. Instead of saying, that's pregnancy, baby, she went and complained to God himself. God sang her a song that went, two nations are in your womb, one is stronger, and the other will be his slave. When she gave birth, the first baby to come out was completely covered in red hair, like Gossamer from Looney Tunes. So they named him Harry. Then a regular baby came out, allegedly grasping onto the hairy one's heel, because whoever wrote this had no understanding of how giving birth worked, or what babies looked like, or were capable of doing. The one that held the heel was named Jacob, which apparently means he grabs the heel, which is slang for, you can't trust this fucker. A little on the nose, right? Also, how did grabbing one's heel become like an untrustworthy thing? That's weird. Anyways, Harry became really good at hunting. He was always out hunting. 
Jacob was always chilling back at camp, eating lentils and shit. Isaac liked Harry better because he liked eating meat. But Rebecca loved Jacob better. One day, Harry came back, about to starve to death, and said, Hey, guy whose name literally means I can't trust you, give me some of them lentils. Jacob replied, Sure, just as long as you give me your birthright, you hairy fuck. Ugh, I'm about to die from starvation. What do I care about my birthright? Harry replied dramatically and swore his birthright over to Jacob. After eating some lentils, Harry had instant buyer's remorse. Genesis 26. Remember that story from last episode where Abraham and Sarah played King Abimelech as a fool by pretending that Sarah was his sister, not his wife, even though she was also his sister too. Well, now the story says that Isaac and Rebekah pulled the same scam on, you guessed it, or maybe you didn't, King Abimelech, the same fucking guy, like 60 years later. Well, it worked, and Abimelech basically made Isaac a protected citizen to avoid pissing God off. This pissed off all the Philistines and people at Gerar, and they started filling in a bunch of wells Abraham had dug, which is apparently how you got back at someone back then. After a while, Abimelech made Isaac and his whole entourage leave, but secretly met up with him later for a pact that they wouldn't hurt each other. When Harry was 40, he married a couple of Hittite girls named Judith and Basemeth. His parents hated both of his wives, Enough to be noted in the holy text, anyways. So that's all we have for you today. Check back next week for episode 7 and the conclusion of the Jacob and Harry story and every other goddamn thing this book has to offer. <laughs>